We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Art can always be appreciated for art's sake, but it can also go far beyond that. That'll be evident this weekend at the Mosaics Art Festival in St. Charles. We're talking about two organizations that give art a new meaning as therapy. Joining me in studio are Lauren Zeiger with the ARTC, Artsy, the acronym for Achieving Recovery, Resiliency, and Responsibility Through Creativity, an arts program that serves at-risk youth as well as adolescents and adults with substance use disorders. Lorraine Reeb is the program director of Blank Canvas Studios, an arts program that serves adults with developmental and intellectual disabilities. Ladies, thanks so much for being with us. Nice to have you. Thanks for having us. Lauren, let me start with you. How does all of this work, this therapy work with regard to substance abusers? All right. So um, my organization as a whole is a community health care organization. And um, in our region in particular, around St. Louis and the surrounding counties, we do substance use disorder prevention and treatment services, and we also do behavioral health care and employment services um, for the St. Louis metro area and surrounding counties. So Artsy is a program that we integrated into our overall site or organization as a whole. And what we did is we integrated creative education and interventions into our prevention and treatment services. So what that means is we want our clients to have an experience that taps into what they're interested in, what their strengths are, and what their talents are. And we want to take those interests, or interests, strengths, and talents and weave them into their time with us. So if they're interested in art or they're interested in music, we incorporate it into their process or their treatment experience. But this weekend, the focus is on art, obviously, for, yes. the, art, for the Arts Festival. Yes. Lorraine, how about you? How do you employ art as, uh, as a therapy? Well, we are a division of Resources for Human Development. We support in the Missouri area um, individuals with developmental disabilities. And while it's not necessarily art therapy, it's an art-based day program. So for adults with developmental disabilities, there's a need um, for activity in the daytime once school mm-hmm. ends and, and for the remainder of life. So we have some folks who have been employed before, and now we're, they're in their retirement, and they come and join us. Um, and we foster and help folks develop their skills in art, as an artist and a mm-hmm. self-identity as an artist, which is really important. Um, and while it may not be formal art therapy, it definitely is therapeutic. There's, you know, um, the opportunity to have your voice heard and to be seen in the community and even the physical aspects of, you know, stretching and reaching when you're creating your art. And what kinds of changes have you seen in the people who uh, who are involved in this? Um, some really amazing ones. Um, what's exciting is we've had some folks come later in their life, and it was never known that they were an artist. They've been they went to school, they maybe had a job, they did, and then they have this opportunity to create and be heard, and the just prolific creativity that the people who loved the most didn't even know they had. And so it's very exciting to see just that opportunity for people really to be heard and create. Um, The other thing is, as a program, 
what's different about us than some other op- options in the area, because we are so creative-based, folks who maybe struggled in a more structured, rigid environment come to us and where there's no wrong way to art. Some of the behavioral issues that maybe were a problem in other settings go away when you're allowed to to be yourself and where diversity and creativity is cherished. Lauren, with the part of your program that does focus on art, what kind of change have you seen? How effective is that in in dealing with the, the people you deal with? I have seen so many examples of ways that clients are changed through participating in Artsy. Um, One of the examples that always comes to my mind are clients that aren't connecting with staff or maybe aren't sharing anything really at all, like very withdrawn from their treatment or from other people. And whenever we bring in an artsy intervention or we bring in an activity that they're interested in trying, it really does change everything as far as the client's attitudes and how much they share. Um, For example, a lot of times people do start opening up and actually working on the goals that they came to treatment for or whatever they're trying to work on versus before um, they just didn't really talk to anyone or didn't share about what they were going through. And it also allows them to connect with other clients so that they feel a sense of community and they feel like what they're experiencing is universal. So it's really nice to see that change in clients while also giving them a coping skill at times. So if you're in recovery, it's really difficult for you to deal with your normal stressors, even day-to-day stressors, without wanting to pick up and use or pick up a drink. So Artsy allows people to develop coping skills that they can deal with their stressor. So they could pick up their sketchbook or they could pick up their guitar instead. I've heard it described as it gives an opportunity for people to find their hidden selves. Is that accurate? I would say so. I think that most of the projects people do are associated with their identity and expressing who they are to other people. So I definitely would relate to that. How about you, Lorraine? You you find the same kind of a response? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I think – it, it, there just is, in the sense of self-identity, um, one of the things I think is most exciting when people come to our gallery and meet the artists there, um, and you see the pride and identifying that I'm an artist, and knowing that people from the community value what they're producing, what they're creating, it's just incredibly meaningful. Uh, so the work that they do is, is put on display. Yes, definitely. Um, That's a self-esteem thing as well right there, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. You, you know, the sales are wonderful. To have the opportunity for income is, of course, fantastic. But I think the biggest value is in that self-esteem and in knowing that people value what you have to say, what you have to create, what you've produced. And to see folks like at the Mosaics Festival come out and, you know, hundreds of people come through and view your work is really important. Lauren, you're nodding (laughs) your head up and down. You certainly are in line with that thinking. Yeah, of course. Um, I think so often people come into our facilities and they're really broken down or they don't feel heard by other people. And everybody in general can relate to that at times. But um, it really is a privilege and artsy to be able to listen to someone's story and make them realize that they are worthy of something because I think everybody is. And to see them light up whenever they learn something new or a skill, it's a really special thing. What is the age range of the people you're working with? I work with um, teenagers all the way through adults, so it can be 
worked with people as young as 11 or 12 all the way to, you know, 60 or 70. God, I hate to be thinking of people 11 and 12 having abuse problems of any of any sort. Mm-hmm. How about you, Lorraine? What's your age range? Um, all adults, so from yeah. 21 on up. Really. Do they come to you? Do you find them? I mean, how does how does it work? Um, so we are a day program provider, mm-hmm. which is something um, like when you see on your taxes at SB 40, one of the services are day programs in our community. Um, and so it comes just through Medicaid waiver. Folks are eligible for it. So there's funding, We're, and we are a nonprofit. So they come through us. They have a need. Um, and then we try to connect with the folks who are looking to be an artist. And not just in the visual arts, our programs, both in St. Charles and in Bridgeton, Fine Line Studio, um, not only visual arts, we are doing music, movie making, choreography, any way you can create. We're exploring that, all of that. That's what I wanted to get to. I think there is a notion out there that maybe what we're only talking about is painting, but it's uh, much broader than that. Yes. Any yeah. way you can create, we, we give it a shot. Well, you know, if they want to do sculpture work, for instance, uh, where do they get the, the, the tools and the wherewithal to do that? I mean, are you able to provide all of that sort of thing? Yeah, our studios are fully functioning art studios. Um, and what's unique about us, too, compared to other day services, are that we hire artists. And then we can train for the, mm. the other maybe medical behavioral needs that a person has. But we hire artists who turn out to be just amazing staff because they're very creative in their approach, not only mm. to the art, but how they're communicating. Um, and so there we have a full ceramic studio, a recording studio. We draw paint. Um, we work with recycling to do like found art. Um, we have a dance studio, really any way there is. And we're always looking for new ways to create too. Lauren, again, you, you seem to be nodding. Are you doing the same thing Is your range of opportunities for creativity the same? Yes, um, we adjust to whatever the client is interested in. So we have done some really out there creative activities with clients just because they're interested in it. I know I've done groups on cupcake decorating where a client worked at a bakery and they knew how to go about that process. And we had clients practice decorating cupcakes, which is a lot harder than you think it is. Um, But we also have music studios at certain sites um, we do sculptures from time to time. We do writing, so creative writing like poetry or journaling is under our realm. Anything really that clients come to us and say, I want to learn this or I have an interest in that, then we try to make it happen. Um, how good is, is the artwork regardless of what form? Do you find some that's really pretty exceptionally good? Oh, my goodness. So there are so many people that come through that are very talented and people that haven't even picked up a pencil since elementary school to draw with. It's really amazing things that people come up with. And our program isn't really about the product or whatever they turn out. But I'm always shocked at some of the things people create. Like just yesterday I was at a site and a client showed me some of these drawings that he had been doing just because he was bored. And they were comic book quality drawings and I asked him if he had ever sold his art or had done this for you know to raise money and he said no I just do this for fun. Have you been at it long enough to determine whether or not any of these people that you've worked with have gone on and maybe made a career out of something that uh, they learned and perfected with you? We have definitely assisted people into pursuing art or music 
Um, for example, connecting them to different school programs that they can enroll in, like an art school. We assist people to build up their portfolios or do whatever they really need to do. I've had people in my groups that have went off and started their own kind of side business or side hustle doing this to raise money because they're that good. And Lorraine, how about you? What about the quality of work with the people that you're dealing with? It's really amazing. Um, one of the things with the diagnosis of intellectual developmental disability, you know, in some settings that might be seen as a negative. In art, it can be an advantage. Having a divergent thought process, a divergent way of interpreting the world makes really raw, uninhibited, amazing art. Um, and what is a really cool thing to see is some of our artists, when they enter into juried art exhibits, have been awarded, and it has absolutely nothing to do with their diagnosis. It's They're just seen as a amazing artist in the St. Louis area. Some of um, our artists at the studio have been featured um, in various cities across the country, and also Cork, Ireland at an art side, outsider art fair. Cork, Ireland. Yeah. Well, that is a a long-distance proposition, isn't it? Isn't it? How do you select the material that uh, that uh, these these folks have been working on for the art festival? Well, that's again part of our fostering that independence. We are going to talk to our artists about is this piece finished, and then it's finished. Mm -hmm. And so there's a wide range. I think if you have a chance to come by our booth, um, both with Fine Line Studios and Blank Canvas, that's almost 100 artists' work, and you'll see so much um, variety. So we have some folks working really abstract, um, some work in written word. You know, it's just – so really the artists are telling us when that piece is ready for public viewing. How how many pieces will we have on display? Um, we'll have, we'll have pr- at least a piece probably from close to 100 artists. So I would say, gosh, to estimate between the two, probably over 200 pieces. Oh, wow. Yeah. Lauren, how about you in selecting the artwork that you'll put on display? How do you go about that? We put out a call to all of our sites and asked different staff if they have anything that clients have created in different creative groups or in their sessions that they want to donate to our art shows that we can take. I also do a lot of these groups, so sometimes I'll ask clients specifically to create something for the show. A lot of times people are just doing their group, and at the end I'll ask, would you be interested in donating your art to the show? You can say you have your art in the art show, and it helps us fundraise. So it's kind of a variety of those things. What would the price range be of the material that you're selling? Um, at Mosaics, we accept donations for our artwork, so whatever you think it's worth, we will take it because all of the money that we raise goes right back into our supplies and um, any equipment that we use, and clients are just really happy that someone is interested in their artwork. Lorraine, how about you? Same sort of a s- uh, setup? Um, a little different. We We have a variety, and as I said, we do have some juried recognized artists and their art sells in relation to that. So there's some pieces might be $80. Um, I think you're also going to find a lot of pieces that you could find for two, three dollars, ten dollars. So there's a big range, kind of depending on uh, where they're at in their marketing as an artist. In the uh, the, the artists that you're working with, mm-hmm. do they have any special training aside from their artistic ability in dealing with uh, people who are disabled? Oh, you mean as far as our staff? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, We train them in direct support. So they're going to have, in addition to coming to us with their art skills, we train them with CPR, first aid, um, administering meds. 
some other behavioral support techniques and, and a variety of things. How, how many people are you dealing with at any given time? Um, each studio supports around 45 people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lauren, back to you with regard to any, any special training above and beyond the artistic uh, uh, teaching ability that the people you're, of the people you're working with. Yes. Um, we go site to site, and we do specific artsy trainings for staff. So we do an overview of the program and how to specifically implement it. So we really don't ask people to be artists or ask them to learn an art skill. Um, we teach them how to use art as their avenue to achieve goals with clients or use it for therapeutic gain. Do you work with volunteers to, uh, to come in and help you out? Occasionally we do have interns or volunteers that come help me, which is a great um, assistance at times. How about you, Lorraine? We do on occasion. Um, an exciting thing that's happened for us is when we have visiting artists. We've had other artists from the community come and share a technique with our studio, and that's, that's always a really wonderful experience. How long do, uh, do these people stay with you? It varies. Yeah. Um, it kind of just depends on what their goals are for their life and where they're at. I think we have some folks who, being an artist, is what their goal is, and, and they may be with us for many years. Our program's been in existence um, for almost 10 years now, and some have been with us since since the open. How about you, Lauren? How long do people normally stay with the program? I'll have to give the same answer, that it varies. It's really an individual thing as far as what that person's treatment goals are what they're trying to achieve. So I go to a lot of different sites that have different purposes, and it just depends on the individual. Do you have any capacity or desire to follow up when people leave you? Do, you, do Are they gone forever? Do you follow up on with them? Yes, definitely following up. I've had people reach out to me afterwards, and that's always really special to have someone reach out to you because you know that you influence them in a certain way. Um, but yes, I definitely check up on, say, the people we talked about earlier that have those businesses or are pursuing things. I like to go look them up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And Lorraine, has there been a most memorable memorable moment for you and, and your project? Wow, uh, there's so many. Um, one cool experience I think that stands out is um, we had an artist um, with a diagnosis of Down syndrome so creative, so amazing. Um, we had staff go out with her to do photography, and they weren't understanding why she was wanting to take a picture of this shrub, this shrub that wasn't looking so great. Um, and then when she was cropping it, they weren't understanding that either, but they respected her creativity and went along with her process. The final step of her project is she had written this beautiful poem that exactly went with the photography that she had taken. And that I think that's us doing our best service when we really support folks and creating in the way they want to. Well, they sound like great programs, and I'm sure you're very, very proud, and it's most gratifying, I'm sure, to work with the, the people that you work with, particularly, Lauren, to see folks who maybe could come out of it with a whole new slant on life, clean, if you will, given the the jargon of the day. Yes. Thank you both so much for being with us. Lauren Zeiger of Archiving Recovery, or Achieving Recovery, Resiliency, Responsibility Through Creativity. That's called Artsy. And Lorraine Reeb of Blank Canvas Studios. Thank you both so much for being with us. Thank you so much. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU.